From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm your host, Stephen Cap Perry. The Nova Chamber Music Series of Salt Lake City has performed in local halls for going on 40 years. Recently, they've added an intimate gallery series, great art, both visual and musical. And we are so lucky to have two artists from the gallery series with us today. Violinist Catherine Eberly is the Associate Concertmaster of the Utah Symphony. She's a Nashville native who started out with her first violin at age three, a violin made from a margarine box, ruler, and floss for string. I'm not kidding about that. Whatever was in that margarine got her all the way through a master's degree from the Juilliard School to her current gig with the Utah Symphony. Maybe I should try some of that margarine. We have lots to talk with her about. Pianist Jason Harding is the artistic director of the Nova Chamber Music Series and principal keyboardist of the Utah Symphony. He's a frequent performer on Highway 89. We're glad to have him back. He always brings us a wonderfully talented guest, like today. We're going to ask him about his ultra marathons. Yes, more than one. Is that what you picture the principal keyboard player of a symphony doing? With such an excellent violinist and pianist, we are definitely set for this all Beethoven episode of Highway 89. And we'll begin with Beethoven's sonata for violin and piano in G major. We'll hear the first movement. This is the sonata that Beethoven called, quote, his loveliest violin sonata. He said it had a calm, ethereal beauty that must be just right from the opening trill. Thank you. 
Beethoven's Sonata for Violin and Piano, we heard the first movement performed live by Catherine Eberly and Jason Hardink. You are listening to Highway 89. It's so great to hear great performers performing live. Jason Hardink is the, uh, is the artistic director of the Nova Chamber Music Series and principal keyboardist for the Utah Symphony. Jason, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having us. I, I love to watch the interplay. I mean, you both have to pay attention to your music because it's very complicated music, but you really do read cues from each other the whole time. Yeah, that, that's the idea. I mean, there's so... The duo nature of this music is uh, so intimate, and we share so many lines that we pass back and forth that you want to make sure you're together and phrasing the same way. Well, tell us about the the Nova Music Chamber series, uh, Chamber Music series, but especially this gallery series you've been doing for the last little while. Right. The gallery series started last season, and the idea was, you know, we play in Libby Gardner Hall for our subscription series, which is a big hall for a chamber music series. Um, it, we like it because it gives us the flexibility to present every, anything from like a, a violinist standing by herself on the stage playing solo Bach to uh, Thierry Fisher conducting 15 instrumentalists in Schoenberg Chamber Symphony. Um, but aside from that, since chamber music is such an intimate art form, we love the idea of uh, taking something kind of on the road, taking something out into the community, into local galleries that really focuses on the intimate part of chamber music and um, just presenting very small groups. I mean, Catherine and I aren't exactly a group. We're just two people. But do you get different people coming because it's in a new space, maybe a space they already like? Absolutely, or... yeah. And, uh, of course, plus having art on the wall is always a very interesting uh, juxtaposition, especially because this gallery series will always include a modern music component. Um, and in this case, the, we've been presenting this series of all 10 Beethoven uh, violin and piano sonatas alongside these wild pieces by Wolfgang Riem. Um, and I think it helps the audience with the modern pieces to be in a, a gallery space that has modern art on the wall. And if there's something abstract going on there and there's something abstract in the music, maybe they can relate the two things in their mind. Well, we love to get to know the musicians. I think that's part of the fun of what we do here at Highway 89. And we have talked to you several times, so we don't want to rehash your music history. But one sure. thing we have never talked about is this strange compulsion you have to do ultra marathons. Okay. I mean, even the half marathon, I would call a strange compulsion. But how did you, you didn't just leap into doing 50 or 100 mile runs. How did this happen? Um, how, how do I explain this? You know, I... I mean, I've been a runner since like junior high, kind of on uh -huh. and off. You know, I ran cross country and um, so I've always liked to run. And when I moved to Utah, I like to hike. And uh, there's the various websites online where you can find lists of peaks um, according to certain criteria, like let's say the 100 most prominent peaks in Utah in terms of their actual physical prominence. Um, and a lot of those, a lot of the peaks on that list um, have long roads to the top, you know? And people drive up to the top and they check the peak off their list. I'm, like, I'm not doing that. I mean, <laughs> I'm a runner, so I might as well run, you know, the 15 miles up and the 15 miles back because that would be the right thing to do. Because what else would yeah. I be doing with <laughs> and, and then eventually I heard about ultra marathons and I'm like, I'm kind of doing the training for that anyway. So maybe I should enter one and just see what it's like. And... Um, so the longest one I've done is the Wasatch 100, which is just like one of the great 
races of the world. And a lot of local runners do it. And I got to meet so many people on the trail running scene here is unbelievable. People mm. are so friendly and um, it's like everyone's a cheerleader for everyone else. And it, it was really great. So the musical connection here, do you listen to music when you're absolutely run that far? not? No, None. no way. So what's I mean, going through your head or is that the point? Nothing's going through your head. Well, that day, I mean, that race, I definitely had a certain kind of it's so long. I mean, it took me 29 hours to finish this race. So right. you're trying not to uh, think Die. about details <laughs> too much. <laughs> you try, like, I was trying to get into this Zen mindset where I could let go of the small things and just let like the, big, the big thing wash over me, I guess. Yeah. That's amazing yes. to me. So. No, we're joking here, but I, I have quite a bit of admiration that you would do that. <laughs> Let's hear something else we admire you for. Let's okay, let's sure. go ahead. We 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 stop the sonata mid sonata right after the first movement. So we are now going to hear the second movement of this sonata for violin and piano in G major. This is Opus 96 by Beethoven, and this is performed by Catherine Everly and Jason Harding.
Live on Highway 89, that was the second movement of Beethoven Sonata for violin and piano in G major, performed by violinist Catherine Everly and Jason Hardink, pianist. Catherine Everly, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having us today. Being the associate concert master of an orchestra, how exciting. And, and I read on your website that you, you talked about that it's sort of the best of both worlds. And why is that? Well, I feel like I get to combine all the things I love to do, which is really gratifying. Um, I love to play in the orchestra and all of the incredible orchestral repertoire and literature is, is just kind of mind boggling that I get to do that and get paid to do it. <laughs> um, and then, you know, as a concert master, obviously we'll have solos every now and then. And that's also something that's really gratifying for me. Um, occasionally I'll get up in front of the orchestra and play a concerto either here or elsewhere. That's also really fun. Um, chamber music for me obviously is a real um, passion of mine. Um, and then I also love to teach, so I feel like my life here um, sort of combines all of those elements, and I think Associate Concertmaster um, has been a really wonderful fit for me. We are so lucky just to be here and have a front row seat, but our listeners actually, the microphones are even closer for them, <laughs> so they have, they have the one better seat than we have, but it's awesome to just be here and hear you two play this Thank beautiful you. music. Still, though, a margarine... <laughs> margarine box ruler and dental floss violin i pictured this as sort of a clever children's creation that would not actually play but that's you actually had something that would play no 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 it actually was just sort of to get a sense of how to hold an instrument and treat it with care <laughs> so um I this started, was to see if you could be trusted with perhaps with yes <laughs> it's it's sort of um part of the mentality of the suzuki method which is how i started the violin um did you make this well my parents parents did. Uh -huh. um, and I, it's funny, the things you remember. So you come I from a family remember. of luthiers. That's uh, <laughs> Sure, yes. <laughs> and so what was it like then moving to the actual instrument and, and playing, being able to make the sounds? Well, um, I, I'm told that there was a lot of screeching and scratching um, at the very beginning. Um, you know, a lot of, lot of that uh, attempting the twinkle variations <laughs> from the Suzuki books. <laughs> Um, but it's always been a part of my life. You know, I, I started so young, I really don't remember a time not playing the violin. Mm. So um, I, it's just been sort of a natural progression, and I'm just really happy that I've been able to make it a career. You know, the Utah Symphony has little bios. Sure. Online, which was where we were sneakily, uh, not okay. really stalking, researching. That's the <laughs> sure. word I'm looking for. <laughs> but I really liked your attitude towards auditions. You said competitions and auditions, that you can't view them, and you correct me here. Well, or, or just tell us your philosophy. I don't need to tell you your own philosophy. I, I just love the idea that you, you looked at it as a way to improve your playing rather than, I've got to get this. At right. least that's what I felt. Absolutely. Um, I I've always tried to have that attitude with whatever I'm doing, whether it's preparing for a performance, preparing for a competition when I was um, in high school or college, um, or, you know, later on taking orchestra auditions. Um, because all of these only have room for typically one, yeah. maybe two people to win. Yeah. <laughs> so you really do have to look at it as a way to improve your playing. And, and that way you're getting, really getting something right. for it. And you're not crushed if, you you were just below the one they picked, right? Well, or, or you know, a different style than they. You picked always it. hope and aspire to be the one they <laughs> pick, of course. But no, it's um, it's been it's been 
I think kind of a healthy attitude to have for, for things like that. So Nice. Well, we're going to hear a, a, the opening movement from the Kreutzer, the Sonata for Violin and Piano. It, interesting that this is named as it is. It was dedicated uh, originally to George Bridgetower, who, who played it at a concert, interesting concert that started at 8 a.m., and then I guess they went out drinking, and he, he was mostly sight-reading this. And so I wonder how, how well people actually heard it. But evidently he drank a little too much, insulted uh, a lady friend of Beethoven's, and who in Beethoven that very same day crossed out the dedication and wrote in to Rodolf Kreutzer, who never actually played it and thought that it was actually, he couldn't quite make sense of it. But it it is one of the most analyzed and 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 beloved of these sonatas for violin and piano because people people are always mining it and finding new depth. We we can't wait for you to hear these very interesting opening chords. I love the sort of major of the violin and then immediately the piano answer sort of saying no no it's going to be minor and then and then they sort of uh, decide between them. So here a sonata for violin and piano, Opus forty seven, the Kreutzer Sonata. We'll hear the first movement.
Catherine Eberly and Jason Harding performing the first movement of the Sonata for Violin and Piano. That's by Beethoven, his Opus 47, the Kreutzer Sonata. Sadly, that ends this episode, but we are so pleased that we've gotten to hear you. And we could see that this is a, this is a piece that's very hard on bow hair. <laughs> <laughs> You really have to saw away. Yes, I think I lost about three hairs during that. (laughs) We saw you have to break off a couple during the few moments where you have a rest. So my question is, uh, is this a notorious piece for that? Well, like you saw and picked up on, it is a very kind of intense piece and a lot of intense with string crossings and such. (laughs) And so, um, but yeah, this was the first, these... You know, several. I've only just had one before on this piece, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate your bow giving its all. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Violinist Catherine Eberly is the Associate Concert Master of the Utah Symphony, and we also heard from pianist Jason Harding. He's the Artistic Director of the Nova Chamber Music Series and Principal Symphony Keyboardist of the Utah Symphony. Jason, thank you for coming in. So, so wonderful to hear all of those intense unisons in, in there and just have them to be so together. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. And and you're going through a whole cycle of these. Uh, yeah, this is actually the last concert. This is the culmination of the whole project. And it feels great to end with the whole cycle ends with the Kreutzer Sonata, um, which I think we've spent so much time kind of taking these pieces apart. And n- now at the, the point we are with this sonata, I feel like we're just playing and not discussing and thinking too hard. It's just like let the music speak for itself. And we've earned the right to just... Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming in. You can follow performances of the Nova Chamber Music Series online at novaslc.org. And, of course, we love to hear from you, our listeners. Send your comments and questions to highway89 at byu.edu or message us on Twitter at byuh89. You can see some short videos from our show on the BYU radio YouTube channel and Facebook page. Plus, you never have to miss an episode. You can listen on demand via our website, byuradio.org slash highway89. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite, our student assistant, Abby Horlocker, and our show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.